Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. As we wrap up the series, Adult Children, our journey through the intricacies of family dynamics and dysfunction comes to a close. In this final session, Pastor Ed titles the message, Unleashed, centering on the profound pursuit of forgiveness. His emphasis lies in the powerful premise that our ability to forgive stems from our own experience of being forgiven. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message titled, Unleashed. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. A while back, I was putting gas in my car, which is something that everyone does. And while I was gassing up my car, I looked and I saw a man with a giant Doberman on a leash. And he was walking across this busy intersection. And I watched this happen while I'm, again, at the gas tank. And the guy walked right near me, hooked up his Doberman to a bench that was like cemented in the ground in front of the convenience store. Then he walked in. So I'm still like at the car, checking the Doberman out because I love dogs. And for some reason, something startled this dog. I don't know what happened. The dog began to freak. And when he freaked, he pulled toward the traffic. He pulled with such force that it tore out the park bench from the cement. This giant Doberman was dragging this park bench, sparks flying, right toward the sea of traffic. And I thought to myself, I'm going to see, I'm going to see a collision that's going to be absolutely epic. It's going to be horrible. I was like closing my eyes, but I had one eye open and the cars were were stopping, they were skidding, you know, horns were blaring. And I watched this dog weave in and out of traffic, slinging this park bench into the vehicles totally destroying like three cars. I want to talk to you about something that ruins lives, that wrecks marriages, that blows up companies and schools and sports teams. I want to talk to you about unforgiveness. A lot of us are leashed up to unforgiveness. And we're dragging That's right, not a park bench, but people sitting on a park bench behind us and it's causing major collateral damage in our lives. Who is sitting on your park bench? 
I have to admit to you, unleashing unforgiveness is unnatural. I don't like it. Quite frankly, I like to say, you know what? You hurt me. I'm going to wait and I'm going to make you pay. It's so interesting, is it not? Because when we leash up to unforgiveness, not only do we drag around people, we also have these, these feelings of resentment, anger, animosity. When we're leashed up to unforgiveness, we're putting the leash in the hands of others and they control our lives. I have to laugh at Simon Peter. You know, you know Simon Peter in the Bible. He, he, he was just a, just a great, great, great personality. Probably a type A, who knows, sanguine. He would say one thing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be with you, Lord. I've got your back. And then hours later, he's turning on Jesus, you know, and then Jesus, of course, forgiving him and Simon Peter coming clean. And so he's someone that we can identify with. Have you ever, have you ever asked a question before? I know I have. And, and when you ask the question, maybe in a public setting, you wanted to show people how much you knew about the subject before you actually asked the question. Have you ever done that before? I have. It's really funny. The media does it all the time. <laughs> they do. They do. Well, Simon Peter waded into barracuda-infested waters because he, he asked this question to Jesus, and he wanted to show everybody how spiritual he was. And if you have your Bibles, you want to turn to Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18. And here's, here, here's just what he said. Check it out. In verse 21, Simon Peter, because he's making some serious assumptions about today's subject matter, assumptions that I've made as well. Lord, how many times, Simon Peter asked, how many times shall I forgive my brother? Oh man, he's going to show everybody how great he is. How many times should I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? He wanted people to go, wow, what a man of God. St. Peter, whoo. You are something else. Because see, during this context, when rabbis talked about forgiveness, they usually said, okay, if you forgive someone three times, that's monster forgiveness. Well, Simon Peter asked Jesus, hey, how many times should I forgive someone? Obviously someone had messed him around. Like seven times? <laughs> Simon Peter thought, that, that this whole forgiveness thing was more for the person who has offended you than the person who's been offended. Maybe, just maybe, forgiveness and dealing with unforgiveness is more for those who've been offended. And you might be saying, well, the person sitting on this bench died five years ago. And if you really think about it, maybe the people lined up on your park bench have kind of, have kind of checked out. They, they, don't even, they don't even realize 
that they betrayed you or hurt you or knifed you in the back. Forgiveness, it's a, it's a, it's a deep subject. So Jesus launches into this story, and this is, a, this is a heavy story. And it's found in Matthew chapter 18. And let me just give you the cliff notes of it. Jesus said there was this wealthy guy, wealthy king, and he was checking out all of his, you know, all of his investments, and he had all of the, all of the accountants and the lawyers in the room, and he was talking to them, and they were going through all of these things in this long, long meeting, and one, and one accountant said, a king, by the way, there's one guy that owes you $10 million, and we've not, we've not heard anything about him. We don't, we don't know where the guy is. Uh, we, we've received no payments. $10 million. Now, 10 million is no chump change, is it? Well, the king finds this guy, calls him into his, his office. He goes, okay, it's payday. Pay up, man. I gave you $10 million. There's a debt, a $10 million debt. You owe me, you owe me big time. Okay, pay me the money. Show me the money, right? The guy looked at the king, he goes, I ain't got it. I mean, I can get it, I promise you, but right now, I don't have it. Now, back in the day, you couldn't file chapter seven or 11 or 13. You couldn't have teams of lawyers to protect. No, 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 no. If you owed somebody something and couldn't pay it, they could throw you to the torturers, man. It was serious back then. Well, this king looks at this guy. Again, I'm giving you the cliff notes. And he forgives him the 10 million. He goes, don't worry about it. It's all good in the hood, man. 10 million, just, 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 just go ahead and, and, and debt is canceled. Debt is canceled. So here's what Jesus is driving at. Jesus is driving at, we actually create a debt when we mess someone around, when we hurt someone, when we betray someone, when we take advantage of someone, when we talk about someone in a negative light or rip them apart, we, we create a debt. And, and the king goes, debt's canceled. Now, put yourself in the sandals of this forgiven guy. How would you feel if you borrowed $10 million from someone and, and, and you needed to pay them back? I mean, you were overdue, people were chasing you down, and then you meet the guy or the person, they go, don't worry about it. Just enjoy it, man. Just, just do what you do. Today is your day. Do you know what this cat did? I mean, yeah, he, he experienced forgiveness, but he didn't really live it out. Intellectually, yeah, and, and you, you could say uh, practically a little bit, but, but, he, but he, didn't, he didn't really have it in his heart, in his life, because this forgiven servant, the $10 million man said, you know, there's this guy, and I've already done the math, that owes me $11. He owes me $11. And this guy found him, started choking him, drug him, the $10 million man, drug this guy that owed him $11 to the torturers. 
And don't you know, Simon Peter was going, wow, why did I ask that question? <laughs> the king heard about it. And you know what happened. Look at verse 32, Matthew 18. Then the master called the servant in. This is the $10 million man. The wicked servant, the wicked servant said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? Ugh. In anger, his master turned him over to the jailer to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Notice that debt, see, all he owed. This, I mean, this is, this is tough here now. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Isn't it interesting the least invested has the most control and the most invested oftentimes has the least control? I mean, God, where are my feelings? I mean, I got to feel it, right? I mean, if I don't feel it, I'm not going to release them. I'm not going to forgive them. You'll clock out trying to wait for the feeling. Do you think Jesus felt like going to that cross? I think he felt it. What if he'd waited in the garden? Whoa, 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 whoa. I haven't felt it yet. <laughs> yet in our whack culture, it's all about feelings. No, it's about the will. The feelings will follow. It's about the will. So if you're waiting to feel this, this whole forgiveness thing, if you're waiting to, to unleash unforgiveness when your emotions all line up and you're having a good day, it's, I mean, it's not going to happen. You are listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, Unleashed, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting The Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now let's continue with today's message, Unleashed. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. This is this is tough. This is a tough sermon for me to hear. Because I like, I like to be leashed up to unforgiveness. I'm a competitive guy, and I'll wait 
And I want to put it back in your face. I'll show you. Yeah, when I've done that before, when I've been leashed up to unforgiveness, and I have, and, and I've waited for that time, and I have, that perfect time, and I have, the person's gone. The person doesn't give a flying flip. The person doesn't care. And sadly, I rob myself of joy and freedom because of my resentment. The word resentment in scripture, we're gonna look at it in a second, means to feel again. It means to think again and again and again and again. Unleashing unforgiveness is unnatural. But I'm here to tell you, unleashing unforgiveness is unbelievable. It comes, it comes from God. It's the essence of our faith. We have to preach the gospel to ourselves every day. If you're a believer, you should do that. You wake up, preach the gospel to yourself. Jesus died on the cross for my sins. He did the forgiveness work, right? Preemptive forgiveness, you could argue. Of course, he knew the sins we would commit because God's sovereign, but he also did that before we committed them in our mentality. Yet, of course, the sovereignty of God and the free will of man are those two rivers that only meet in the mind of God. You'll never, ever, ever explain that. Yet, Jesus did the preemptive work, fully God, fully man, when he died on the cross for all of the sins I would commit, you would commit, you would commit, you would commit, the sins we commit today, tomorrow, 50 years from now. Unbelievable. And again, did he, did he feel like doing it? No, he did it because he submitted to the will of the Father and God's will is for us to forgive. So preach the gospel to yourself. Jesus died on the cross for my sins. He rose again, and I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna live that out. It's the guts of the gospel. It's the foundation of our faith. Forgiveness, the word give is in it. I'm giving myself a gift, and I'm giving others a gift. So here, here are some benefits I just jotted down from scripture regarding why you should, I should unleash unforgiveness. There's an emotional benefit to it. Job chapter five, verse two. Resentment, I told you I would come to it. You know what that means, to feel again. Kills a fool. And envy slays the simple. It can mess your emotions up. On the other hand, when I release, when I go, okay, I'm releasing it, what happens? I engage my emotions. So often, our emotions can be all whack because of the subject matter. Also, relationally, Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving, just as Jesus forgave you. Physically, 
Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30. A heart at peace, peace gives life to the body. So this is life-giving. And then Romans 12, 19. Don't take revenge, Ed. Leave, let's say it together, room. What? Room, running room. And that's an act of faith. For God's wrath, for it's written, it's mine to avenge, I will repay. Who can pay back? Who's gonna settle the score better? The debt better? Me or God? No, that's, a, that's an easy answer. So, all I have to do as a follower of Christ, as I'm thinking about this park bench, as I'm thinking about, okay, all the benefits of releasing someone, I need to consider the cross. That's the gospel. Consider the cross. Also, I've got to realize, and I'm a public testimony of this, I can tell you this from my life, resentment doesn't work. It doesn't. Also, I will, I'm just talking about myself, I'll need some serious forgiveness in the future. <laughs> I will. Maybe you don't. So who's sitting on your park bench? You need to release them, let go. Maybe it could be letting go, or maybe just maybe you need to sit down with someone and tell them, you know what? I was wrong, will you forgive me? Most of us don't know how to ask someone for forgiveness. We say, hey, I'm sorry my emotions got the best of me. That's not an apology. Or, I apologize. Or, if you took it the wrong way, that is jacked up. Here's how you do it. I was wrong, will you forgive me? Okay, so let's say it, let's put it all together, okay? I was wrong, will you forgive me? So I did leave you hanging about this story, one of my favorite stories I've ever encountered in my life. What happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. This dog just totally trashed all of these cars and, and, and uh, it, was, it was a crazy thing. And because of all of the horn honking and tire screeching, the, the owner, the master of the dog came out of the convenience store, the gas station, chased this dog down, was calling it by name. I forgot the dog's name. The dog stopped and I watched the master, this dog's master, unleash the dog from the park bench. And I watched him lead the dog to safety. When it comes to unforgiveness, our master, Jesus Christ, is chasing you down. He's chasing me down. He's calling us by name. If we'll stop and turn and allow him to unleash us from unforgiveness, our lives will never, ever, ever be the same because unleashing unforgiveness is unnatural, but when we do it, it's unbelievable. 
Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We trust this message has encouraged you. God wants us to experience a life free from collateral damage caused by unforgiveness. And the power of freedom is just one step away. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Get ready for our upcoming series, 50 Shades of They, where we dive into cultivating meaningful relationships. The individuals in our lives, from acquaintances to close friends, shape our paths and our identities. Yet, building strong connections requires intentional effort. They don't simply fall into place. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more enriching content and opportunities to be part of what God is doing through the creative connection. Thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless.